0: We have prayed. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Chihuahua. Thank you for leading the communion session. God bless you for leading the worship. Thank you so much for making yourself available to be used by God to minister to dear um, brothers and sisters this morning, including me. So thank you. Um, good morning, everyone. Today is the 5th of August, 2022. God is good, and we thank God for the gift of life. We thank God for giving us an opportunity to serve him. We thank God for salvation, We gift of salvation. Without Christ Jesus, there will be no salvation. So we thank God for the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank God for giving us his Son so we can have access to him. We thank God for the Holy Spirit, because without the Holy Spirit, then we have no help. Jesus said, I'm not leaving you as orphans. Jesus left the earth as man. But you see, there is still God with us. There is still God with us. And that's the Holy Spirit. So God left us with his Spirit to guide us, to help us through all this. So if there's anyone who is wary of going through stuff and it almost seems like, You don't know what to do. You need to ask the Holy Spirit. Probably you're not fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit will bring you out of that situation immediately. No. He will help you through that. He will help you through that. Can you imagine sailing on stormy seas and um, you're in the boats and the weather is really nasty. Like, it's really bad. And you're in that boats. It's different if you're in that boat and you have, you feel like you're alone. You have no help. You're going to get discouraged. You feel hopeless, and you may stop, either paddling or you may just stop. You may just stop making an effort. But you see, when you know that you have someone who is capable of helping you with you, even though the weather doesn't change. Even wh- while you're on that boot, staring that boots or paddling, you will have hope. Why? you have your teacher right beside you. You're not in love. That is what the Holy Spirit does. Even though we go through those seasons where you are feeling like, or you are asking God, where are you? What's going on in my life? I don't know why I have to go through these things. The Holy Spirit is right there helping you, encouraging you, guiding you, teaching you what to do. So, um, The gift of the Holy Spirit. Many Christians don't even understand the value of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you. I can tell you most solemnly that there are many times I may want to make a decision in my marriage and the Holy Spirit will not allow me. Ah, you need the Holy Spirit in every aspect of your life. In business, in marriage, in your relationships with people, in the the, um, relationship of being an in-law, your relationship with your in-laws, With your neighbors, with your colleagues, you need the Holy Spirit. You need him, please. If there's anyone who's been um, living the life of a believer here and you've not been asking him for help, I, I want to encourage you today. You can't afford to do life without the Holy Spirit. You can't. He will reveal things to you. He will tell you what to do. He will convict you. See, A lot of times, many believers don't want the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Sorry, just in case you hear background noise, I think someone is celebrating their birthday. Um, my neighbor, one of my neighbors, should be celebrating their birthday. So yeah, singing and playing some music. Okay, so um, what was I saying? (laughs) Conviction, yes. Most times, we love the idea of the Holy Spirit, but we don't like the conviction of the Holy Spirit because you see, when we're about to go, we're about to act out of character as a child of God. The Holy Spirit will tell you, see. Diola, don't do that. Don't do that. Or he'll tell you, Lola, no, 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 no. This is not how a child of God acts. Or he'll tell you, see, drop that glass of wine. Why? Because there's someone who wants you to reach. If that person sees that, what I'm what I'm going through, you're going through it. How can you? A blind person can't lead the blind person. Huh? Even if you, maybe you're not an alcoholic. Maybe you're just someone who takes wine once in a while. But amongst the people you're sitting with, there is someone that the Holy Spirit wants you to reach. You may not be able to reach that person. If the person sees Allah, ah, this one is dealing with what I'm dealing with. I can't even open up to this person. Do you understand? So that means at that point, you have ruined your weakness. You're supposed to, maybe the Holy Spirit wants to use you to witness to someone. But the person has looked at you and said, mm-mm, I beg, mm-mm. And they run. <laughs> you understand? So the Holy Spirit to convict us and put us back into the will of the Father. It's one of the see, it's, if you are not fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you to take please. He is the Bible calls him. calls us the temple of the Holy Spirit. That means he dwells within us. It's not like you leave, you, you don't even call him and say, Holy Spirit come from somewhere. No, he's ready inside of you. He's ready, you are the ark of the you are the ark. You not know the way the Israelites used to carry move, move around with the Ark of the Covenant. You are the temple. So all you need to do is fellowship with him. Talk to him. Ask him for help. I don't know how to do this. in men. The task they give me at, at work is it seems not. I need your help, Lord. And then he will start to help you. He will encourage you. He will encourage you. Surround your atmosphere. In fact, change the, the change the um change your atmosphere. If you can do that, the nature of your atmosphere. Sometimes play worship music. Sometimes you start praying. Just make sure that your whole wherever you are, your office, there's stillness so you can hear God clearly. Because when there's a lot of noise, you can't hear God clearly. This is not a word for today, but this is a word of exhortation before we move into the sermon for today. So today's sermon is, um, I've sent it to the book, its title is All About You. All about you before we um proceed into the sermon, I want us to let's please let's just pray because I can't be Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for the gift of life. I thank you for this opportunity to preach, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity to minister, to serve your children, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Father, I ask Lord, that you prepare our hearts to receive this word. I ask that you touch my lips, Lord, that every word that proceeds out of my mouth will be vetted by the Spirit of God and not by flesh. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Father, take control. It's all about you. It's all about your glory. Thank you, Lord. For the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. So today's sermon title is all about you. The you is God. The you is yeah. So I'm going to start with this. this is what I was led. The Lord led me to start with this story. In 2000, was it 2018? I think it was 2018. I think that was 2018. Yes, in 2018, I was shortlisted as a candidate for a a contest, a GT Bank contest. If many of you know, the people who really know me know that I'm a writer. I've not been writing in a while, but I'm a writer. I've been writing for years, and I was one of my manuscripts. Um, my it was it's a novel. It's unpublished. One of my manuscripts was shortlisted amongst. I think there were over a thousand submissions, but there were just twenty writers who were shortlisted. For the it's called the GT Bank Dusty Manuscript Contest. I was one of them. I was pregnant then. And we had a workshop. So the people who were shortlisted, we had a workshop in Lagos and Lagos, Nigeria. And it was for a couple of days. And we went to one of their offices, the GT 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 is a bank in Nigeria. And this um, contest is one of their initiatives to support. Readers and writers. They have, I think, they have another one for readers. So, I I went for the workshop. It was for a couple of days, and I, one thing I noticed about that workshop was that GT Bank, if you know GT Bank, GT Bank does not joke with branding. They are very particular about their brand, very particular about their brand. So during the workshop, I remember, I think that was the first day of the workshop. I was so used to how strict they were about their brand. I noticed that when I got there, I could see their banner. They made, made sure that the camera was capturing their roll-up banner. They had um they had um another branded stuff on the wall. They made sure that the camera was capturing their brand. And while the, the workshop was going on, hmm, pregnant women I was I think that was the early stage of my pregnancy. I don't even think my belly was really showing it wasn't really it was showing but not so much. So I I just went there with my bottle of water. Even when you know about pregnant pregnant women, they love to carry water. And it's encouraged, and you drink a lot of water. So I just went there with my regular bottle of water. And it was, it, it did not carry the brand, the GT brand. It, I think it was one of these, our normal Nigerian water company, um, um, companies. So I just carried my water and I dropped it on the table. And when I dropped it on the table, after some time, so was like, please take down the, that bottle. I didn't even understand why. So I left the water there. I thought I didn't put it down. I was just, ah, how are they bringing it down? And I think now explained to me that it did not carry their brand. It was not, it wasn't promoting their brand. So as they're capturing the whole workshop, the events, they were covering it. were going to cover the brand another company's brand and it was not acceptable i in my mind i was like oh these people are not joking with their brand like normal bottle of water could not stay on their table they were not joking with it they gave me their own water they gave me their own water carrying their brand and when the lord was telling me to treat this this morning this was not even up to an eye when you maybe like an eye ago when he was telling me to treat this um, topic this morning. He told me to share the story. And I noticed all through the workshop, they were very particular. They even gave us branded items. Like they were very, so particular that the items we were using had to carry their brand. it had to be branded. Now, why am I heading here? Thank you Lord for your word. God is particular about his brand. God is particular about his brand. If you go to a Samsung office, I'm not talking about their retail store. I'm talking about an office, a Samsung office. The brands, the electronics you see there has to be Samsung products. God is particular about, about his brand. That means God wants your whole life to be about him. You carry a brand. You are branded. You belong to God. God does not choke with his brand. Yeah. Yah. Y-A-H. Yah. That is his brand. Yahweh. So God is very particular about his brand. That means every single thing about your life has to be about God. The scripture I sent to the group, I'm going to read it out. So when this 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, the AMPC version. So then... So then, whether you eat or drink, or whether you need, or whatever you may do, do all for the honor and the glory of God. That means every single thing you do has to be for God's glory. It's all about God. Every single thing you do is all about God. It should be all about Him. It should carry the brand Yah- Yahweh. That is the same way Jesus walked on earth. Everything he did was about the Father. The glory of God. There's a scripture we studied a few days ago in Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42 verse um, 8 states, I am the Lord. This is God's word. I am the Lord. I won't let idols of humans share my glory and praise. Verse 9. Everything has happened just as I said it will. It, sorry, it will. Now I will announce what will happen next. God is particular about his brand. If you are going to associate yourself with God's brand through his son, so if you are going to associate yourself with God's brand, the only way you can do that is through Christ. That's why you must accept Christ. Christ gives you access to the brand of God, God has a brand. There is perfection in heaven. For you to attain and associate yourself with that brand of Yah, of Yahweh, you must come to Christ. He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. Without Jesus Christ, you have no business associating with, the, with God's brand. So God sent His Son for us, sorry, to die for us, for our sake, to give us access to Him. So you cannot. You can now be affiliated and associated and you can now be linked to that brand. Without Christ, there is no, you cannot... How do we call God Abba? Many people think that everyone on earth is a child of God. No, that's not true. Jesus clarified it in the Bible. He said, you are behaving... Is it um, paraphrasing? You are behaving like your father. There's one scripture. I'll, maybe later on, I'll share it on the group. He clarified it. Not everyone on earth is a child of God. Please, don't get that wrong. You become a child of God when you are adopted by the blood of Christ. That's when you get to call him our father. That's why when Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray, he said, our father who art in heaven, because he knew that these ones have come to the father through me. So so now, they are linked to that brand, to to that identity. The are true through Christ. That is how we get linked to that identity. true Christ, Jesus. So if you're going to carry that brand, dear Christians, dear believers, you need to be very intentional about it. I'm going to read out that scripture again. So whatever, now I'm reading the NIV translation. So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. So if you're carrying that brand and you're intentional about the brand Yah, Yahweh, you are doing everything for the glory of God. The same way, like a story I shared with you. That bank, GT Bank wanted everything to be for the glory of that bank. Why? It was their, that was their initiative. I was seated in their office. Whatever I did at that point had to glorify the brand. God wants your whole life to glorify Him. That's why you cannot marry without God's consent. You start that relationship with God and it ends up in marriage with God. You don't now present, what most times what we do is we will date someone for like five years and then when it's time to get married, we'll now carry that file, that document of married to be to God and ask him to approve it. Most times we're not even asking God whether he wants this, whether he approves it. We want him to justify what we are doing. So many of us have created a, a God. He's an idol, a different kind of God in our mind who approves every decision we make. All we need to do is fast and pray and then we get approval from God. That's not how God works. Then he's not a father. Because sometimes a father will say yes and no. Say no, you're not going to do this. It's not good for you. It's not in the will. I have a will. You are in that will. And in that will, this is not part of it. So I cannot approve this. If you started that relationship with God, God will have been guiding you from the beginning. But now you've done five years, probably you didn't start sleeping with the person. You've done five years, you are committed. Most times your soul is tied to that person. Because one way or the other, you start intercourse. And understand that intercourse is not just penetration. I, I explained this with someone. I explained this with someone. Because even married people, they don't. Sorry, I'm going very very, I'm being very clear. It's not just when there is a joining of the body. The minute you start to engage in sexual activity, your soul is being tied to that person. Because married people don't always engage in the male. Sometimes they do forklift. So you're tying yourself. You're linking yourself. So that means it's harder for you to disengage from that person. So now you are connected to that person. Your soul is tied to that person. And you've carried that document of father approved this relationship. And it says no. But because... You are so entwined with that person now. It is harder for you to disengage. So you start to, maybe God didn't mean what he said. You start to justify your decision. I've been with this person for five years. You now start to say, I don't want to waste the person's time. But you heard God clearly. That's what a father will do. A father will give you a yes or a no according to his will and for the good of you, for your own good. That's what God does. So sometimes you say yes, sometimes you say yes. no. Can you imagine that Jesus, the Son of God, came and the, that prayer at the Garden of Gethsemane? Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Hey. But that was not the will of the Father. That's how Fatherhood is. He will do it by His will, it is His will. Then at the end of it, what did Jesus do? He submitted to the will of the Father. That's the way we should operate as children of so, God. From the loving nature of the father, the father will either give you a yes or a no. It is yours to obey or disobey. And you see, most times we don't even understand that there is a consequence for our obedience and disobedience to God. God will never force you to to to, to come near him. No, that's why you have the free will that you have. It's not to sin, but you need to choose him. God will never force a relationship on you. You see, that's how the Holy Spirit operates. The Holy Spirit wants you to come to Him. It is your decision to come close, to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He won't force you. But you see, when you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, there is a consequence for that decision. And when you refuse to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, there is a consequence for that. The same way when God tells you a thing, if you obey it, you enjoy the benefits. If you disobey it, there is a consequence for that. So back to the scripture, in everything, God wants you to do for his glory. Glory belongs to God. He wants your life to be all about him. So if you are going to carry the label, a Christian, carry that brand very well. It doesn't just reflect in your church life. Even in your home, when people step into your home, can they feel the presence of God? If they can't feel the presence of god you better check it which spirit is dominating the space of your home better check it when they step into your office space what do they feel when they come close to you what do they come close to you and they are sad there are many christians who carry the brand of christ heading ministry when i check their whatsapp status or their instagram feed or their It's almost like my heart wants to break. They are killing the hearts of God's children instead of edifying them and helping them stand up. So all you are doing is giving them poison and justifying the poison that you're giving them. You feel it's okay to treat God's children like that. You better watch it. What did the Bible say about leading his children astray? It's better that 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 was that scripture. Is it a millstone is tied to your neck? You better be careful how you receive the children of God. Remove See, if you're going to head the ministry, dear brothers and sisters, I better warn you today. Make sure that what you feed them is what God tells you to feed them. Stop giving people personal opinion. The minute you become a shepherd, you die to self. It's no longer about your opinion. It's no longer about your opinion. It's about the will of the Father and what the Father tells you to feed his sheep. So, if for instance God gives you a field to care for, and he says, This sheep that I'm putting in your care, maybe they are 10. I want you to only give them corn. They're going to eat maize for this season. It is not, you don't, you don't, you don't get to pick mangoes for the sheep anymore. Why? The owner of the field has given you maize to feed the sheep. So that's what you give them for that season. That is the way a shepherd should operate. You feed the sheep. What well, of shepherd, The good shepherd has told you to feed the sheep. Remember, they are not your. They are not your own. They belong to God. So your whole life is glorifying the Father. When people come across you, they should know that this one is for Yeshua. There is something different about this one. The way she dresses, the way he dresses, the way he talks. You can't talk loosely. You carry a brand. I've noticed like another bank, I'm going to talk about another brand, bank in Nigeria, um, Zenibank. Have you noticed that when you go into a Zilli Bank, brand, their stuff just looks sweet. They look like, I've not been to their bank, the banking hall in years, but I know back then when I when I go there, they look like candy. <laughs> they just look sweet. They are very particular about their dress sense. That's one thing about Zenibank staff. They dress well. Then a a, a lot of their marketers, their front desk staff, their marketers, they are, whenever they pick girls, very yellow girls like that, that will be shining like sun. I don't know whether anyone has noticed that. They pick very attractive people. They want, that is, that is their brand. That is how they push their brand. So that means perception is important to them. As a child of God, do you know that that's also important. Yes, the way you speak. The scriptures says, so. Whatever you you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Even what you eat, can you imagine? What you drink, do it for God's glory. So that means you're not supposed to do anything in just careless. That's what I feel. Like. That's that's how I feel. No, shut down your feelings. If, if your feelings seem like they are overwhelming you and it's con- your feelings are controlling your decisions, it's time for you to sit back and chill with the Holy Spirit. Because those raging emotions can lead you down. They can drag you down. So what do you do? You know that there's a storm in your heart after the Holy Spirit to steal it, to quiet it. Because one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is self-control. So you ask the Holy Spirit, "Help me be still. My mind is so full, my heart is so heavy. I have so much on my mind. I need you to take control because I don't want this to affect the decisions I make in life. Everything should be done for glory. So I need you to meditate upon this scripture. It's a very powerful scripture. It's a, just a few words. First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirty-one. Just a few words. So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of God. It's, it's just a few words, but these are heavy words. This should navigate the course of your life. Can you imagine if all Christians obeyed the scripture? Can you just imagine if everyone obeyed the scripture? If everyone did everything for the glory of God? Can you imagine? Do you know the kind of Christians, the brand of Christians, we're going to have our That means you look at a Christian and you can really see the brand of God on it on their lives or in their lives you can see their identity you cannot mix it up there is no i'm not sure if this person is Christ, is a christian or not no it's, it's not come. like sometimes whenever i ask um young ladies the person you're about to marry the person a christian sometimes they ask he goes to church and i'm like the devil goes to church well how does going to church make you a christian do you know that as a Christian you can go to a mosque? Does that make you a Muslim? No, right? As a Christian, you can go, grow up in a Muslim home. Does that really make you a Muslim? No. I remember my first relationship. My first relationship in life out was with a Muslim. That then I didn't even don't worry, I wasn't born again. <laughs> so I didn't even know the implication of what I was doing. Was with my first relationship was with a Muslim. Matter of fact, his name was Muhammad. He was, he was with a Muslim. And I know in that, he, the, the Muslim family he came from, he was from Kogi in Nigeria. The Muslim family he came from, in that home that they used to live in, they were Christians and Muslims. So his, his Christian, his Catholic um, cousins would live with them, they didn't have a problem. Peacefully. They lived in the same home, loved each other, used to eat together, cook together. They loved each other. But you see, because the Christian that was living in that Muslim home, was living in a Muslim home, didn't make it didn't make that Christian a Muslim. No. And it didn't make the Muslim a Christian because they were living in the same space. No. That's how you when, when you say, ah, the person goes to church, it doesn't mean that the person is a Christian. It really doesn't mean the person is a Christian. By, by their faith, you will know them. Do they carry the brand identity of your father? Yeah. Think about it. Do they speak like a child of God? Do they act like a child of God? Do they think like a child of God? See, the thoughts of people one day you hear it, you sit in their decisions and in their words. Are they like Christ? Because if you're gonna carry the brand identity of a Christian, what do Christians, what does the word Christian mean? Like Christ. Like Christ. Are they really like Christ? Everything they do, what they eat and what they drink, do they do it for the glory of God for, or for self-pleasure? You need to start looking, dear Christians. I see a lot of Christians, especially Christians, in less than one year, their marriage has packed up. Many Christians I know born again tongue-speaking Christians. Let's start with the young ladies. Sorry, men that are here. You've married this man you saw in church. No, he goes to church. No, 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 he's goes to church. He's in a department. Is he a Christian? I'm not talking about those who say they are Christians. I mean, is he really a Christian at heart? Because you see, the Bible says, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. So many people call God, Lord, but they they don't belong to the kingdom of heaven. For you to enter the kingdom of heaven means you belong there. They don't belong to the kingdom of heaven. They don't. don't. So many times I see these young ladies. I'm chatting with them. Sorry if I talk about ladies a lot. The fellowship started as an all-ladies fellowship before the men came in. So the men are included. But I get to counsel a lot. You know that women are more expressive. Women are more expressive than men. Women are more expressive than men. So a lot of men that I really want to mentor, I push them to my husband. My husband has a platform he uses to mentor young men. So I preach them, but I still mentor men. but I talk, I, I counsel a lot of women and you see them, they've married this young man that they saw in church, This they've married this young man, yes, oh, he looks like a Christian, but you see, literally the month, they enter that mind, they now see the real fruits of the man, they see the real fruits and they're like, what am I seeing? What am I saying? Because that person was re- never really a Christian at heart. Because if you follow the scripture, so whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Is the person doing it for the glory of God. Everything they do, every single thing they do. I have a friend who was broken by her marriage. Her marriage was not even less than. It wasn't even up to a year. He packed up. He. he this is a leader in his church. Exhibiting the fruits of that were not of Christ at all. At all. Keeping side women everywhere, wanting to marry another person. He was just doing this is a leader in church, leader in church, not governed by the Spirit of God. So, dear single brothers and sisters, that's what is one of the things you look out for. It's not how pretty the girl is or how handsome it is. We already have many of us already have something, we have idols in our mind. We want the guy to be looking tall, we want the girl to be curvy and tall. See, it's not bad to have expectations, but be very careful that your expectations don't become idols in your hearts. Because the person that God you, said to you may just look like a Ruth. Remember the story of Ruth and Boaz? She Ruth was a widow. She wasn't, she wasn't, that was not her first marriage. So if God sends you a roots, are you going to reject her? Or oh, and Esther, remember, Esther did not look like a queen when she came to that place. She was, she didn't, they had to groom her into what they wanted her to look like. So that person you're looking for comes in a different package. And maybe God sends the person to you and you say no. The way God had to warn, the Lord had to warn, was it Peter when he came to Cornelius about rejecting people? So you prayed, you prayed, you prayed, but you have an idol in your heart and God sends the person and says, no, it's not, me. this one, ah, this one is too short, hello? Have you asked God before you reject, before you reject that food, did you ask God if that food was served for you? Well because of the criteria and the idols you placed in your heart, you can no longer see the will of the Father, it, it, it doesn't, it's not clear anymore, why? You already have an expectation that it has become an idol in your heart. So I want to encourage everyone. Every single thing you do, do for the glory of God. It is easy for you to do things for the glory of God if you fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to do. It will tell you how to live your life. It will tell you things to say. It will tell you when to pray. It will tell you who to reach. You know there are some people that God will say, no, this is not for you. I've had people like that. I had to tell someone to leave my home a few days ago because God did not want her in my home anymore. God will tell you who who and who should be in your circle. He will tell you. He will tell you if this one is your project or if this one is not your project. He will be very clear about it. But all that comes from fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The more you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more God directs you. So I want to encourage everyone, if you really want to live your life for the glory of God, you must fellowship with His Spirit. The Holy Spirit must lead you. So sometimes, I know I've been talking about seasons for a couple of days now. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will lead you into the wilderness. Like the Bible says, and the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. Let's look at that scripture. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. Who can get it? Led Jesus. <laughs> into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Let's look at it. Um... Matthew 4, verse 1, please open your Bible, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, Matthew 4, verse 1, yes, Matthew 4, verse 1, then, the NIV translation states, then, Jesus was led by the Spirit, Capital letter S, taking what that is, the Holy Spirit. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So that means the Holy Spirit can lead you into seasons, seasons that you may not want to enter. But you see, if the Spirit of God leads you, then God is here. His Spirit is So that means that thing would not consume you. It will consume you. If you the Holy Spirit, you will receive strength. Because when Jesus was tempted by you, uh, by the devil. Jesus fought with the word of God. He used that. That was his sword. It is written. It is written. So you need to, we need to, all of us, we need to fellowship more with the Holy Spirit so we can live a life that magnifies the Father. And we also need to be conscious of the brand that we carry, our identity in Christ. You represent a brand. That's why the, the Bible refers to us as Ambassadors for Christ here on earth. That means you represent a brand. An ambassador represents a nation. You represent a brand. You are not your own. You belong to God. You carry the brand Yahweh. So it's time for us to step up and start to live as children of God. Because if you are going to say you're a child of God, that means you are of God. To be a child of God, you are of God. You should be like the sun. Your whole life should be about God. I do pray that this word goes forth and it does the work that it's been sent to do. I pray that it helps to guide our decisions in life. Even our thoughts, because most times a lot of people are strong, struggling with um, the wrong kind of thoughts. Thoughts that do not glorify God. Even our thoughts will be governed by the Spirit of God and by God's word. So I, I would like to encourage everyone, go back to that scripture. Don't just, don't just be satisfied with this sermon. You look at that scripture again, even if you've gone through it before. Think on that scripture all through today. I like the Holy Spirit to minister to you through that word. He should show you what he wants you to see. He should guide you. He should help you. That you want to eat more of that word and you want to be nourished by that word. So all through today, please meditate on that scripture. It's just a few words, but spirit-filled words and it's the word of God. So meditate on that scripture. It's just one verse. I pray that that scripture guides you in Jesus' name. Please don't forget that God loves you so much. God loves you. You are loved by God. The Bible says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. God loves you so much, irrespective of your past. Stop allowing your past to have power. Many a times we we give... You see the way you when, when you have a touch light, you need to put good batteries for the touch light to function properly, for the touch to give good light. Many of us are empowering our past. You are giving your past so much power that is defining who you think you are and is also defining how you behave stop it leave the past in the past and accept the forgiveness of christ the mercy of god please leave the past in the past and continue to live as a child of god leave your past in your past it doesn't get to differ it, can't, it doesn't have the power you're the one empowering it. it doesn't have the power to define who you are your identity is rooted in christ and it's hidden in god so, please um, continue to live as a child of God. And today, please make yourself available to be used by God. But remember, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So, let God use you to reach someone today. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you for joining the session. See you guys tomorrow. Bye bye. Thank you. God bless so much. Bye, everyone.